Warning, this show may contain adult content, language, and humor and is intended for mature audiences. If that's not you, please stop listening now. Nothing you hear on Sex and Science Hour is intended as medical advice, financial advice, legal advice, therapy, or really anything other than entertainment. Please take everything you hear with a grain of salt. Oh, and if you're hearing us on an affiliate network, the ideas and views expressed on this show are not necessarily those of the network you're listening on or of any sponsors or affiliate products you might hear about on the show. Now that all that's out of the way, let's start the show. This is Sex and Science Hour with Brian Sovereign and Dr. Stephanie Murphy. Get your freak on. We are doing it. (laughs) Doing it and doing it and doing it well. Yeah, if by doing it you mean smushing lightning bugs in the studio. What? Hey. (laughs) <laughs> we we always play through the intro music just because our music is so good. And this time we were distracted by a lightning bug that got into the studio. Yep. Or a firefly or whatever. And uh, it, it hit my arm. I screamed. The mics were closed. <laughs> Brian heard me scream. He got the bug somehow from the other side of the studio, yep. crushed it, and then told me if I leaned over quick, I could still see its green ass. Yeah, it was glowing. That's not something you hear every day, but no. I was I was happy to hear it. Anyway, bioluminescence. Um, I'm telling you, this is the future of technology. You know, but, the luciferase gene is so commonly used in biochemistry research, mm-hmm. and that's what I have my PhD in. And I I have never done a luciferase assay, but I knew a lot of people who did. It was like a thing where you measure levels of some gene by making the firefly gene glow. I don't know. Don't ask me. But okay. every time I see a firefly, I think of that. Well. I just want to say that it's like 2 a.m. Oh, my God. It's, <laughs> it's really so, late. Yeah. That's Civilization's a, falling apart, so please allow me to sip some tea here. Yeah. I mean, mm. definitely. I was just about to say, Brian, it's going to sound like we're drunk, probably, because <laughs> we're not really drunk, but we're no, drunk off drink. of lack of sleep. And this is how dedicated we are to our listeners. We've I been, tell you. We've been wrapping projects this week, left and right. We've been working really hard. You got your bonus content section up for Sovereign Tech, didn't you? Patreon.com slash Sovereign Tech. You can get, uh, we we did a little hentai review. There's going to be tons of content. There's already content available, but there's going to be a ton more. Yeah, I'm super excited about that, and I'm going to be helping you create bonus content for that. So it's awesome. Wait, you know, even when we do science, sex and science... <laughs> Oh, God. Even though we do (laughs) Sex and Science Hour every week, we also do a lot of other work together. So don't miss Sovereign Tech, which is your podcast. It's a technology podcast. And in your bonus content section, we'll be there together, laughing it up and reviewing anime porn together. That's right. (laughs) Now, we should probably make a Patreon for Sex and Science Hour, but we can talk about that in the after show. Well, we're doing the Amazon We only have limited time, and we have to get into this because this is fucking important. All right, let's do it. Let me sip some more tea. Barge size Noah's Ark is a creationist wet dream built by Christians who believe the earth is 7,000 years old, a 510 foot long, $100 million 
replica of Noah's Ark is set set to open in a new Kentucky theme park later this week. Brian, you want to take a trip to Kentucky? (laughs) (laughs) Critics critics say the attraction is nothing more than a big church that'll be used to perpetuate creationist stuff. (laughs) The new theme park called Ark Encounter... What? That's Ark like Jurassic Encounter. Park. It's not like dinosaurs are going to come out. Ark Encounter will officially open in Williamstown, Kentucky on July 7th. Yesterday, some 7,000 guests were invited to a special ribbon cutting ceremony. Oh, we didn't get our invitations, Brian. <laughs> Construction. I could have. A few years ago, I could have gotten an invitation to this. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah, well, I it's just about to get into this in the article, yeah. and then you can talk about your background. But construction of the giant ship, it says, which has been ongoing since 2010, was initiated by Answers in Genesis, a Christian group headed by uh-huh. Ken Ham. And now you know Ken Ham, right? Or yeah, you know I, of him or no, something. No, I know him. I mean, you I've, know him personally? Yeah, I've had I've had dinner and conversation with Really? Oh, yeah. So what's he like? What is well, What is the mind of a person who would create a theme park around Noah's Ark and spend $100 million on it? First off, a little little sex That's and science amazing. hour, little sex and science hour history. Yep. Um, in our, I think it was our first or second episode. We actually talked about the Ken Ham, uh, I think Bill Nye debate, and uh, you know because they had a big debate. This yes, a while back. I remember that. Yeah. And I said, I was like, look, Ken Ham is not an idiot. Like, like don't don't go don't go on this guy. You know, don't go. Don't go thinking, oh, what a moron or whatever. Like, right. The, the Don't guy, go thinking Bill Nye is going to humiliate him or something. Right. right? Because yeah. the guy's not stupid. Yeah. I mean, his granted, his brilliance revolves around, you know, poking holes in things. Um, but anyway, I mean, is, is, was there more to the article you wanted to read? Yeah. Well, it, I mean, it has a quote from Ken Ham where he says he thinks this is going to be one of the greatest Christian outreaches of this era in history. And people are going to come from all over the world. I'm actually kind of curious to see it. I'm not Christian myself. And I'm not Jewish and I'm not <laughs> I'm not Jainish like we talked about last time. Yeah. Not anything. But I'm kind of curious to see it. I well, mean, like, supposedly there's all these instructions in the Bible that tell you what dimensions to build it and stuff. So I guess he just did that. But the problem is, I remember there was all this debate, like when I was a kid and I was learning about this stuff. I remember there's all this debate about what is actually a cubit, like how long is it? Yeah. And somebody said it's from your elbow to like the tip of your finger, your longest finger. Which but then there's a problem because is it on a man or a woman? Of course, right. it's probably on a man. But I mean, how tall is he? How big is his arm bone? I mean, it's not really well exact. Th- <laughs> it gets even crazier with Ken Ham because now if you want to check out their site, answersingenesis.org there, they got a free plug. Um, now, uh, I mean, let me tell you, he's been trying to build this for probably 15 years. Um, yeah. He has done a ton of research. In fact, if you go to their website, uh, I don't know about now. I haven't visited recently, but years and years ago, uh, they sell little models of Noah's Ark. And it will look significantly different than any other Noah's Ark you've seen. Um, and and the reason I say that his his measurements may be very different is he's one of those guys that I think believes kind of falls in line with like what Josephus said, which Josephus was a, a Roman Jew uh, historian. Who, yeah. Historian who wrote the uh, antiquities of the Jews and other things. And he talked about how like Adam was like 16 feet tall and Eve was 12 feet tall. So, you know, hmm. th- then how, how big was Noah? And so then well, what is a cubit then? But he didn't know about feet, right? Like, it was measured in cubits, not well, feet, right? Well, like, it, he would have been using the, you know, the metrics of the day. 
that that huh. I, I'm giving you like a, a you know a translation to crazy. Today. Yeah, well, we don't really know. I mean, nope. his arc actually has dinosaurs on it because that's the other thing. He belongs to that group of Christians that thinks the Earth is six thousand years old and that the dinosaurs were wiped out by the flood. But then, if they were on the ark, why did they not survive? Well, that's the thing. He would claim they did. Um, so oh. you, you have you have a <laughs> they a, just turned into birds or something? No, no, he wouldn't because he wouldn't buy into evolution. Um, okay, what you have is you have, so what happened to the dinosaurs? So so you have Job chapter forty. Okay, which Job is actually the oldest book of the Bible that we have. Yep. Um, most people don't realize that. I mean, that's a whole other story that I could get into. But um, but anyway, in Job chapter forty, it talks about the behemoth. And it's this thing that has legs like a cedar tree. Uh, okay. And and then it says it drinks up whole rivers, you know. And so a lot of people want to stop right there. And and I know because, I mean, for a chunk of my life, I was raised Christian, originally Jewish. But anyway, usually they like to stop there and say, oh, it's a hippo. Yep. But there's a problem. The verse also or the chapter also says that it has a tail like a like a cedar tree. And so this tail hippos have a little dinky tail that's not just barely perceptible right (laughs) by comparison so that doesn't fit that doesn't fit right and so his claim is is that it's um it would be a brachiosaur okay i just like the word behemoth yeah right it's fun to say yeah and there's also behemoth (laughs) (laughs) there's also in 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 nearby chapters there's mention of a leviathan Uh which is this giant sea creature that 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 also a lot of people say is an alligator right so why is it why is the leviathan not can't be an alligator um, there, I think it breathes fire or there, there's, I, there, oh, okay. yeah, there, there's some crazy reasons. I, I, I don't recall specifically on that, but, but behemoth is the one. Uh, so his claim would be is that they took baby dinosaurs, but that a lot, that some dinosaurs were actually genetic manipulations. And so they were creations of Satan. They were like war machines and wow that's far out oh, yeah. i've never heard that one i don't think yeah yeah well he, I think now this he, arc is looks big enough to fit like an adult dinosaur it's huge right. i mean it is gigantic I, I well you gotta fit cool. two by two and seven by seven right yeah i guess you gotta have a lot of room um you know i liked how they portrayed it in that movie noah um we not watched biblical it. at all but a great movie yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah you you watched it and you said you thought christians would think that was downright satanic because it deviated from the bible but the way they portrayed it in that movie was that they put the animals to sleep yes and so they wouldn't be fighting and and making all this noise and stuff like that right yeah, that movie did a, I mean, definitely don't get your perception of Noah from that film. Um, there is there's no a, good film out there for, for this sort of thing. Go ahead. There's a hilarious video. Um, is it some great bloke or some other atheist oh, like, yeah, YouTube yeah. channel about Noah and how he's trying to collect all the animals for how the How are you going to get all the flies? And he's, he's got and... this big checklist of like all the Latin species. And he's like, but do I have this this hundred species of ants and this one of flies? And please yeah. just... And he's like going nuts trying to collect all the animals and he couldn't can't even fit all the insects because there's too many of them. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, most most uh, like high profile Christians in the United States anyway, they don't they think everything uh, from chapter 11 down of the book of Genesis is metaphorical, not real because they know Including that, the ark. Right. Because that's okay. chapter seven. So because they they know that there are massive logistical problems uh, with all this. Now, there's people like chapter seven is before chapter 11. So right. But seven to 11, like 
that 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 tells a whole story you know before oh. you get into tower or you get into okay. tower of babel and all that um okay so they think the the arc, basically they think the arc is metaphorical yeah they don't they don't think it's real uh okay. because it creates a bunch of problems i mean to say nothing of the fact that 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 god uh is is a genocidal maniac you, you know yeah what's he doing wiping out everybody on the face of the earth right yeah i mean you know i guess he doesn't believe in the nap but humans should yeah or, well well anyway. the humans were bad so yeah. they got wiped out brian <laughs> that's how it works i i think this is interesting i have actually i have no problem with it with this getting built you could say it's a waste of a hundred million dollars I, I think it i mean i wouldn't if i had a hundred million let's just put it this way i wouldn't spend it on that nope but i wouldn't either it's kind of interesting i'd like to see it it's interesting to look at the pictures and see the dinosaurs if anything it's a cultural artifact like uh you know yeah. of stupidity but you think a in a thousand artifact. in a thousand years people are going to find this and be like what the hell is that Maybe they not. might have to use it. Yeah. <laughs> well, if we don't get wiped out in this commercial break, we'll be right back. Right. We'll talk about controlling your dreams. Oh my god, it's raining! <laughs> no, that's just a lightning bug. Oh. <laughs> and he took so, the lightning bugs so two by on, two. Oh my god. So we're on a little bit of a short show today because honestly, it's fucking two in the morning and we're tired and we just need to do a short. We need to like ask for a little bit of. If you have questions about Noah, send them to show at sexandsciencehour.com. Yes. And now show at sexandsciencehour.com is our email address. It goes to both of us, but Brian will be handling all the biblical questions. We have a very strict division of labor here on Sex and Science Hour. Brian handles all the Bible stuff. I handle... (laughs) posting the show on wordpress <laughs> i handle all the crazy and we <laughs> you you handle a lot of stuff for the show you do the show you do the cover art That's you right. do the show notes you post it on soundcloud i just do wordpress and i show up and talk and i look pretty you lead the show but nobody can see how pretty i look oh i i see it oh man <laughs> i do lead the show i mean that's important it's gonna be a late night all right <laughs> it already is a late night well it's gonna be later so okay speaking of late night what do you do at night well fuck you might want well other than that if oh. you're if you're actually sleeping what do you do during your sleep I don't you want, know. You Hopefully dream. Don't move too much. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you yeah. want to maybe control your dreams. Now, you know what? I actually don't want to dream. I don't know if I'm the only person that's like this. You just want to shut down. Yeah. Well, the problem is, is that when I dream and I remember it the next day, I feel like I've been awake the whole time. Hmm. And that, Are you having bad dreams, like nightmares? No, nah, not really. It's just that sucks, like, to not feel Aww. like you slept. So, oh, yeah. I, I mean, mean, sure. It does. It does suck to feel like you didn't yeah. sleep. Yeah. So if I could control it to where I don't have dreams, I'm great. Aw. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you have such a deep sleep that you don't remember dreaming. It doesn't mean you didn't dream, but... Because supposedly people dream all the time, even if they don't remember what they dream And if dream you don't, about. you go crazy. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if that's true or if that's like an urban myth. That was really well, popular in the 90s. Remember that? It was like well, people a- were interested in REM sleep and... I mean, if it's an urban sleep. myth, Star Trek propagated it, and so it might as well be fact. Ah. Uh, Good old Star Trek. Good old Star Trek. Why don't they make a hundred million dollar replica of the Enterprise? I would definitely they go have see that in Germany. What? And it costs All more. Right. Yeah, we're going to Germany. They have like the full bridge, <laughs> the Enterprise D. Can you go like? Can you like walk around the ship? To can you some go to, degree, like the warp core. To some degree, you can. Oh, I mean, man. granted, the Enterprise is a lot bigger than the Noah's Ark. Which, you know, kudos to them. Like, it took Noah, like, 100 years to build, literally, to build that. Or, if it's real. <laughs> it's, it's okay, right. It took him a long time to build it. Yeah, yeah. so hooray for modern technology. Anyway. Wow. 
Let's uh Yeah, these Bible stories are crazy and interesting. Like it's fun to think about like what what is this really referring to? But we'll never know. That's the thing. Like you can never know. I think you could know, but we'll probably never know. <laughs> anyway, um so a groundbreaking discovery says RT may see sleeping people controlling their dreams using electrical currents applied to the brain. Now that sounds Eh, I'm not exactly super eager to apply yeah. an electrical current to my brain. It sounds like frying the brain. Well, not I'm a, sure it's a gentle one, but eh. is this is this going to be like deep brain stimulation? Because that's maybe. That, um, that's I haven't problem. actually read this yet, but it's a short article. So let's, let's do see. it. The result. Uh, oh, according to uh, a study published online in Nature Neuroscience, this is how they found that out. The result is called lucid dreaming, meaning the sleeper understands that he or she is dreaming and can control the plot. Now, wow. I, I know a lot of people, that was another popular thing in the 90s where people were experimenting with trying to lucid dream and control their dreams. Oh, yeah. They, one, some of the techniques were like, while you're dreaming, you have to train yourself to give yourself reality checks. So you have to basically remember while you're in the midst of a dream to like look at a clock and see if the numbers make sense and like other things and just see if there's like incongruities. And then to if you can realize in the middle of your dream that, hey, this doesn't make sense. This isn't like normal life. Then you will realize that you're dreaming and then you can control the plot of the dream from the dream. Wow. See, Mike or go ahead. Have you ever tried it? No, my my cousins only told me and this is, you know, pre Google when life was far more exciting uh, that. You know, just just think about whatever you want to think about before you go to sleep, and then that's what you'll. Oh, end that up never about. works. It, no, it, it doesn't. It, yeah. it actually like guarantees that I won't dream about it if I'm thinking about it before I go to sleep. Yeah, yeah. I think you know. I, I will... only dream about like unprocessed shit that I have not dealt with. Yeah, I, I <laughs> and will... like old ex lovers and like just stuff like that. Like, you know, the only thing that worked for me with lucid dreaming, the closest I've ever come is like when I'm having a great sex dream in the mm -hmm. morning and I wake up and I'm like, oh shit, I didn't want that to end. And then so I go back to sleep and I'm like, okay, where was I? We were right in the bed and we we're doing this. And then <laughs> sometimes it works. I can extend it for like another couple of minutes, but then I usually wake up pretty soon after that. Yeah. I've, I've had dreams where like they were clearly inspired by, cause I used to fall asleep to movies and TV shows a oh, lot because yeah. I thought I could memorize them that way. Uh, and what? why would you want to? Well, that, that's the because it's the spice of life. It, it, you know, okay. it's a movie right. thing. Carry on. Anyway, I'm not uh, ask too many questions. Yeah, I've had dreams inspired by obviously what I had playing on the boob tube, um, <laughs> but <laughs> and I've also certainly have had dreams that were clearly uh, uh, manipulated by something I was really thinking heavy about throughout the day. I've yeah. definitely had some sex dreams like that. Uh, so I can I I would say that there is. It is somehow possible. I don't know what the mixture is, what the voodoo is that allows for it, but it is possible to to control your dreams or at least, uh, you know, uh, uh, inspire and direct to some degree your dreams. I, I definitely believe that. Mm. But uh, what, what does this article say? Oh, OK. So, yeah, we have to get into that. Um, so the result is called lucid dreaming. By the way, I'd love to hear we will get into this article, but I'd love to hear if any of our listeners are like super into lucid dreaming and they've been able to do it. Um, if you want to share your experiences, use the contact form on our website or show at sexandsciencehour.com. 
that would be we, interesting to hear about. We may read it on the show. We may read it. We just may. <laughs> the result is called lucid dreaming, meaning that the sleeper understands that he or she is dreaming and control the pl- can control the plot, says RT. Using electrical current on the brain allows the sleeper to induce brain waves of a specific frequency, which provokes the lucid dreaming, an intermediate stage between two forms of consciousness, as many psychologists put it. Lucid dreams are between rapid eye movement, REM, dreams, representing the immediate present and have no access to the past or future, and being awake. This special state is considered unique to humans. Boy, if you're in between dreaming and being awake, eh, it's hard to stay in that state. You know what I mean? It's like that most, I've only experienced that everlasting for like a couple of minutes. Have you ever had a dream, Neo, that you were so sure was real? (laughs) What if you couldn't Why, yes. wake from that dream? What did he say to that? Yes. Uh, he Well, he didn't like really respond. Oh, it was okay. kind of rhetorical. But, <laughs> but, All right. Go Morpheus, go. <laughs> Special laboratory tests. So this is how they tested it. Laboratory tests involving 27 volunteers, 15 women and 12 men aged 26 to 18 have been used for the study led by psychologist Ursula Voss of Goethe University in Frankfurt, Germany. The volunteers spent up to four days in a sleep lab can you imagine being locked in a sleep lab for four days and they just experiment on you? That sounds like a nightmare. Yeesh. Uh, and the gadget TAX, transcranial alternating current stimul. Oh my God. And the gadget TAX, transcranial alternating current stimulation, which triggered the electrical current, comprised two small boxes with electrodes that are placed next to the skull. So they had a box with electrodes right next to their head, and they're in a sleep lab for four days being experimented upon. They probably were like desperate college students who really needed the cash, I'm guessing. So so wait, so they put a box next to their head? They put electrodes right next to their skull coming from two small boxes. Okay, so this is not deep brain stimulation. Then. No, deep brain, so deep brain stimulation is something that is commonly known as being a treatment for Parkinson's disease and right. some other diseases, but um, like neurological diseases. But what they do is they actually implant some kind of electrical stimulator yes. into regions of the brain, and it's called deep brain stimulation because in the case of Parkinson's disease, it's the thalamus, and the thalamus is like way the fuck in the middle of your head. Yeah, so, <laughs> but now that gets weird. Because, probably have to go in through the nose or something. <laughs> right, right. But that that gets crazy because like we're not talking, you know, when you do deep brain stimulation, as I understand it, you keep, I mean, we're not talking about controlling dreams. You're literally controlling humans. Like in a very real sense, like even people can become a hypersexual. Ooh, they yeah. can be stimulated through that. Like there's all there's kinds all of kinds crazy of weird shit experiments on cats. Like there were, I had a neuroscience professor who said, this was his exact words, the way he described it mm. in the bad old days <laughs> when he was in school, they had this cat in the neuroscience department and the uh-huh. cat had some kind of electrode in its brain and it's like amygdala or something. Okay. And the amygdala is the part of the brain that controls fear, the fear response. And he said he remembers this cat. It was like just acting like a normal cat. And then all of a sudden the professor flips a switch on this remote and it turns on the cat's like deep brain stimulator and the cat starts like you know like it curls up and it hisses and it arches its back and it does all the cat things that cats do when they're afraid and it was like yowling and hissing and going nuts yeah that shit gets weird 
That shit gets weird. I know. It's really strange. I am really, especially with governments existing, I am not okay with that technology. Yeah. And they do these weird, they do, they've done so many bad experiments on cats too. Like I remember reading about one in a neuroscience textbook where it was so weird. Like they put a cat on a treadmill and then they severed its spinal cord and it kept on walking because, like, some of the patterns for the walking motion were coming from the spinal cord and not from the brain. Like, what the fuck? The poor cat. Anyway. Wow. Um, <laughs> this is Soviet Russia? Yeah, that is something. I don't well, know. It sounds, right. definitely sounds like the bad old days. To, to be fair, I mean, the cats had it coming because they, they've been experimenting on us for thousands of years. Yeah, true. Toxoplasmosis. I mean, what did they expect? Talk about mind control. <laughs> That's the thing that supposedly the parasite, that the brain parasite that comes from cat feces that supposedly makes you love cats yeah, exactly. and want to collect more of them. <laughs> All you have to do is look at the internet to know that's true. So back to the article from RT. The volunteers' rapid eye movement stage of sleep represented a lucid dream, which they reported when they awoke. They felt as if their dream self was a third party whom they were merely observing. That's weird. I'm driving in my car for a long time, one of the volunteers said, as quoted by AFP. Then I arrive at this place where I haven't been before, and there are lots of people there. I think maybe I know some of them, but they're all in a bad mood, so I go to a separate room all by myself, he added. That doesn't sound like a very exciting lucid dream. No. I'd be I'd be getting it on, I'd be partying, I'd be <laughs> flying. That's one of the things I love to do. The the few times in my life I've been able to realize that I was dreaming. I remember I would in the dream I would run and then I would jump and then I would run and I'd jump some more and each time I'd get a little more air and a little more hang time until finally I was just flying. Yeah, I you know, I I get those all the time, the flying dreams. Oh, those are the best. So cool. So cool. That, that that only happens like to me anyway when I'm not very stressed, which is, yeah. is not often. <laughs> so it's kind of weird that we can have those though. But yeah, that's, that's another story. Oh, but it's so much fun to have flying dreams. Yes. Anyway, I guess it's possible now, but I don't think they're going to be uh, commercially available electrode boxes by our bedside anytime soon. And I still feel weird about those. Even. Yeah, definitely. What are those doing? Wi-Fi supposedly kills the bees, right, according to some people. It sells signals, whatever else. That That's the claim, but that's not true because there's more bees now than there have been in like 20 years. Yeah. Okay, so this is the sex segment. It's come up very fast. Woo! We got an Everything's email. Everything's coming fast. Oh, boy. We got an email, and we're going to give priority to it from... I, I don't know if I want to read the name of this website. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, and, we and won't the reason, give them any credit. The, well, it's not that I don't want to give them credit. My concern is is that, and I have this problem with my own show, Sovereign Tech, I worry sometimes that people, they want me to review some like new technology or some new password manager or something like that. And half the time, or some new cryptocurrency, and half the time I wonder if it's not somebody from that just trying to get some free exposure by oh, me looking yeah. at it. yeah, 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 yeah. And this particular website is, I wouldn't put it past them. Um, yeah. <laughs> they, I don't know what they do, but they have a surprising amount of followers on social media, and I'm not sure how they ended up with so many followers. Well, I question if that many followers is actually real. But they interact, right? So, well, all right. Let, I mean, let's, let's say this. Okay. I think we can say this. It's an anarchist website. <laughs> okay. Which automatically yes. makes it very niche. Okay. Yes, that's right. 
Now, the thing is, is that a lot of, I have read a lot of the content and people, you can go to the show notes and you can look at it that way. I'm just not going to announce it for all to hear, or at least I would prefer not to. I wonder if we're actually giving them more publicity by people are going to be like, what the fuck? I'm going to Google it right away. Right, right, right. Right. But my point (laughs) being is that a lot of the stuff that's said on this website, if it is getting the hits, if it is as popular as its apparent uh, online presence would would suggest i don't i don't know like how are there any governments left like <laughs> l- like like that like everybody you know yeah, because that's a great point yeah, 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 because, yeah because there's this classic saying that only like 10 percent of the population actually needs to be on board with an idea for it to become the you know the the, the cultural norm or, yeah, the, or the reality like something like this the trendsetters then the then you know everybody should be a fucking anarchist either now or inside of the next year uh you know b- based upon because some of what's said here isn't some of what's said on this website i'm not talking about this article isn't half bad like a lot of it has to do with nonviolence and and things of this nature that that i think are wonderful yeah um but this then, article on the other hand i was not may such a not fan be of. so so anyway i question all right, that's enough. Yeah, I know. There's a lot of mystery and intrigue surrounding this website. But anyway, we got a very important email from this is not my actual email address at gmail.com. Right. It's from <laughs> they, I'm a... From I'm a listener. I'm a listener. Yeah. Hello, I'm Thanks, a. Ima, for your question. Yeah. And, and they say, what are your thoughts on this? And then they link to the article. The article is called How to Seduce Libertarian Women and Secure a Black Market Romance. And the article is basically about <laughs> using pickup artist tactics to get with libertarian women. Now, libertarian, let's get real. It's season two, episode fifteen. Libertarian is the L word, not yeah. lesbian, as we were joking about. <laughs> and by the way, we're not Janish; we're Jewish. Um, <laughs> well, I thought the L word was Levite, and I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to admit that I'm a Kohenim. Fine, but anyway, <sighs> don't get into that. I now. won't. I we won't. can't even explain nope, it. We're not going to do it. Anyway, um, yes, libertarian is the L word. Libertarian is the L word. Um, we have been known to associate with the libertarian community because we like freedom and peace, and we think that you should be able to do as you will as long as you harm none. You know, just live and live and let live. Let other people be free, and you'll be free too, and we can all be free. Right. And so that's what I like about the philosophy of libertarianism. In practice, the community of libertarians, um, quite frankly, leaves a lot to be desired. In oh, it's many a train cases. wreck. There are, <laughs> you said it, not me. I I'll mean, say it. There are many very nice and amazing, cool people yep. in, the, in the community. But whenever you get a group of more than five people together, let's face it, you have a group of idiots. I mean, Kim Stanley just, Robinson said that. That's just how it is. I yep. mean, there's there's a lot of people in the libertarian community that are very shady um racist sexist misogynistic uh i don't like them yeah (laughs) there are people who hold lots of racist and sexist beliefs under the guise of being libertarians and thinking we're all individual and saying like oh we're all individualists i don't even see race and gender and blah 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 and um i just I just frankly disagree with that viewpoint. I think it completely like negates and ignores everything that marginalized people go through. And I think that's really important for freedom because if you're living in a society that oppresses you, you're not fucking free. (laughs) Right. Absolutely. (laughs) So, um, 
they're, they will probably call me like a leftist and an SJW and all kinds of shit when they hear that, but I don't really care anymore. Right on. Um, I wouldn't describe myself the, either of those ways, but hey, whatever. Anyway, um, I, I've done a lot of reading about, um, well, about various feminist topics because I am a woman after all. So How I'm dare interested you? in the the betterment and <laughs> advancement and well being of my fellow fellow womankind. Um, and as such, I've you know I'm familiar with pickup artist tactics, and I have a lot of critiques of them. Uh, but this article is about using pickup artist tactics to seduce libertarian women. And I think this will work, even though there are not many women in libertarianism, just like there are not many non-whites. And there are not, <laughs> there are not many. I, I, There's I not much variety. I mean, it's true. Like, you can't deny it if you look around at libertarian events. And that no, is a look at the pictures. problem that's been discussed a lot. Look at the group pictures for these events. Yeah. This is, I mean, I, I don't know what other proof you want, but anyway. Yeah. Uh, and this is going to be like a popular show, I'm sure, because we talk shit. And whenever oh, we yeah. talk shit, it gets popular. But <laughs> Share it around. I'll back up everything. <laughs> Please. Um. So, anyway... Uh, where was I? Uh, okay, so there's not many women to be had in the libertarian community. Mm-hmm. And as such, the women tend to be highly sought after. Yep. And there are a lot of men who are straight competing for very few women. And most guys are single and have trouble. A lot of libertarian dudes have trouble finding a girlfriend. Sure. And so I'm sure this article could become pretty popular among that community. Um, but they're basically saying... Um, the guy is talking, he's quoting mystery. Okay. Mystery is a famous pickup artist. And I think mystery was one of the people that was writing about the pickup artist scene back when it started, when like Neil Strauss wrote the game and, right. um, probably the most famous text for pickup artists. Yes. And, and mystery had this show on VH1 where he would go around to clubs and like pick up women and he would peacock and put on these ridiculous sunglasses and hats and things like that. And right. Peacocking and is wearing something people. to attract attention to you. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, there's, there's jargon that goes with the PUA community. Um, Wikipedia.org. Yeah. Yeah. You can look it up. Um, negging is another one that gets thrown, thrown about. Um, negging is when you give a woman like a backhanded compliment, like, Oh, you remind me of my sister, except she's prettier or something like that. Yeah. One time a guy tried to neg me by saying, and I have curly, naturally curly, beautiful hair Mm -hmm. that I take a lot of pride in. This guy says to me, you would look so pretty if you straightened your hair. Fuck off. Yeah, that's what I said. (laughs) I said, are you trying to neg me? And he goes, oh, no. He denied it, but he totally was. I knew exactly what he was doing. And anyway... So forget about that. Well, pickup artistry, I think what you're saying is the pickup artistry is popular largely because it works. Because it's within a misogynistic community already. <laughs> right, right. But it, it it works. And I mean, unfortunately, it, it it's a foundation of lies. But yeah, right. Who does it work on, right? Like this guy who is, whoever was writing this article, and they're a coward because they didn't even put a byline. I can't find a byline anywhere on this article. Yeah. Now, I don't know if this website has guest blogs or if it's all the the author that I think is the founder of the website. Yeah. Um, but the, the, the author is talking about gaming his wife. So apparently he's married and I don't think the person who I know 
who I think runs this website is married. So who knows? It could be a guest post, but they didn't put their name on it. So anyway, they have a bunch of stuff in there about um, first. you. So if you want to get a girlfriend, first, you have to disqualify yourself as a potential suitor. You have to say something to her that makes her think that you couldn't possibly be interested in fucking her, even though that is all that's on your mind. So it starts with a lie. Yeah. <laughs> um, the single most important idea to remember is that women are attracted to what they believe they can't have, and men that they do not perceive as being sexual just after a sexual rendezvous. Therefore, a man should always disqualify himself as a potential suitor. When I met my future wife in a bookstore, I happened to be reading The Mystery Method, which is Mystery's book. So I decided to practice a few of the moves. This took courage, but it is what men are socially expected to do. Oh, poor men, right? They're what? Expected. Uh, men can open... Do you want a medal for approaching your wife? Men can ap- open conversations with a girl in a number of ways, but never... And notice they call men men, but girls, women girls. Yeah infantilizing them but never say but never say do you come here often try to be more creative and less obvious i introduced myself by making a joke about the book she was about to purchase and as soon as i grabbed her attention i said you remind me of my little sister this one is an easy and elegant way for a man to disqualify himself as a suitor this technique immediately made my wife wonder about my motives it put her off guard because it telegraphed that i'm not only interested in sex it made her feel at ease and allowed flirtation to occur more naturally and spontaneously I, I, like i'm i'm just like if a guy started talking to me in a that book I can puke into. <laughs> sorry go ahead and said you remind me of my sister i'd be like oh <laughs> You know, like, this is such shit. thanks for your opinion. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, let me. Yeah, you know, I, I was going to say like the and, and I, 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 I forget to which degree this article covers all this, but yeah. like there is a central premise to the entire pickup artistry thing. And that is and, and it is it is such bullshit. OK, it's sad that it works at times. But it doesn't work because of like some kind of, you know, genetic programming inside of humans or anything. You know, it works because of a bunch of societal bullshit. But anyway, like, oh, it really, yeah, I, I agree with that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is like they love to claim it's like evolutionary biology and they've figured it out. They've hacked evolution horse to pucky. make themselves better, more attractive mates. Yeah. P- pure horse pucky. But what it really revolves around is that. You, you need to, and, and this is like, this is the advanced level. This is the total badassery like <laughs> version of it is that you need to, you're making the woman feel like she changed you. Like you need to come off as, as the bad guy and like kind of an ass, but then deep down you're really a nice guy. And, and it's all about giving her this perspective that, that she got down to the real you. And all of this. And like, it, it, oh, barf. Oh, it's, it's like, crazy. Well, why not just be, why not just like avoid all this bullshit? I don't know. Just like make friends with people, get to know them. I like to get to know people for like six months to a year before I would consider dating them. Well, that's great advice because it takes that long to find out if they're not a sociopath that would do this pickup artistry crap. Uh, be- <laughs> I mean, I don't like if a guy came up to me in the bookstore 
and started telling me I remind him of his sister. And then after that, he said he escalated Kino, which means you try to touch her. Basically, you find to try to find excuses to touch her. Um, he says he escalated Kino by performing a palm reading on her and asked her to show me her hand so I could read her heart lines. This allowed me to gently touch her hand and it also created ample opportunity for humor and interesting conversation because I had no idea what I was doing. After the short pickup session, I was feeling confident and tried to kiss her in the bookstore. What? (laughs) This this is not a fucking nightclub. It's a bookstore. And usually when people go to the bookstore or the grocery store or the gym, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't speak for all women. But personally, I'm going to the bookstore because I want to get a book. Well, I'm not going to the bookstore because I want to get some dick. Y- yeah. <laughs> I mean, I do think the bookstore is a great place to meet people. Sure. But like. But they're like. When you're a woman, sometimes you you have to just deal with if you go out in public, guys are going to no matter what, you can not shave your legs. You can telegraph that you're gay. You can whatever, like no matter what you do, some men will always look at you as a sexual object and think that you're just desperate for some cock. If you're at the grocery store or wherever you happen to be, even if you're just minding your own business, not doing anything that is attempting to attract them. They don't I, care. I mean, like, it, what? When? When do we? When did we stop treating other human beings as human beings? Like, like I'm, I'm really. Indeed, I'm kind of surprised that like an anarchist website who wants world peace is like encouraging this view of men and women. That's it's so adversarial. That's one of the yeah. things I hate about the PUA community. It's like, it's like, it's a zero sum. The attitude it's is a war. it's it's a war. Yeah, it's a war. It's a zero sum game. Women want commitment and monogamy and a father for their children and only have one egg. So they're guarding it and they're very skeptical and scared and scared of, you know, giving it to the wrong guy. And men just want to spread their seed all over the place. They want to fuck as many women as they possibly can. And nobody can win that game. One or the other is going to win. Both can't win. And I say, I think that's BS. I think both can win. You know, yeah, in male female relationships, yeah. which all of this, of course, is so heteronormative. There's a reason lesbians don't do this to to other women because they're women and they know what it feels like to be hit on in this way. Yeah, I mean, especially you know, honestly, for a website that is supposedly all about uh, you know more psychological matters, it's all about like discovering the fallacies and getting to the root causes and of, you know, like, like, uh, uh, uh you know, really, really getting your mindset straight mm-hmm. to promote the, these, you know, the, the, these fantasies, <laughs> you, you know what I mean? And, and like, cause you are, you know, when you're, when you're doing pickup artistry, I mean, you are creating a fantasy situation. Like the, I mean, and you are you are and, fucking and, with people's heads, right? And which they, is supposedly are, what you're supposed to be defending against from the shit on this website, right? Because they come, they spend so much time complaining about how oh women lie all the time. Like they justify these lies by saying oh well women lie all the time. They wear makeup, they wear push up bras. They're lying to you about what they really look like or some shit. It's, and and then they justify lying about things like their bank account balance like one of the pickup artist techniques is like to you could buy used to be able to buy these like fake atm receipts with like a balance of like eight million dollars and then you Mm -hmm. could when you gave a girl 
your number, you could like write your number on the back of it. And then she'd see, oh, my God, he, he oh, just went to the geez. ATM and he's got eight million dollars. Suddenly, I really want to fuck him. Right. <laughs> like, I mean, men, listen to yourselves. <laughs> like, right. Like, what are you basing any relationship on? You, you know, I mean, yeah, that, it, it's I not real for people that are so hot on reality. You're you're lost. Wow. Just be yourself. I know. Please. I mean, God, like I have no problem with when you first meet someone that you might want to date to talk to them about other things besides sex. Yeah, definitely do that. That's good advice. Don't message them on Facebook with some creepy line about like, oh, you're so hot. I want to come over your tits or something like that. No, yeah. You know, I want to bring up something quick. Yep. Okay. Because there's a great article about this. And this is an important point because a lot of guys are like, well, women are dressing hot. That means they want attention. Okay. And so I give them yeah, attention. This article says that. Yeah. I give them attention. And why don't they want to fuck me? Or why don't they want to go out with me? You know what, Jack? Maybe you look like a fucking schlub, okay? <laughs> I mean, maybe yeah. you're just not attractive to her. Well, and, to be fair, one of the things this article says is you should try to make yourself more attractive to women. Well, but then nice. it also says a bunch of other bullshit. So, Well, that's the only good piece of advice is improve yourself. Yeah. And don't message them creepy shit on Facebook about how hot they are. They hear <sighs> that all the time and they don't. It's not going to get you laid. I mean, and it's not going to get you a loving girlfriend either. No, so. it's not. Anyway, there was more to this article, but we hit the high notes. There were like a few pieces of okay advice in there. Yeah. Like like the ones we just mentioned, but largely and eh. <laughs> thumbs eh. down. <laughs> After show. So, I'm a that's what we think of it. Thanks for sending it in. <laughs> Send your complaints to I don't care at sexandsciencehour.com. <laughs> we'll be happy to give you a refund if you want one. All right. After show's coming up. Thanks for listening. This was a short show this week, but you know, we we need a little bit of a we need a little bit of understanding. We did a really long show last yeah. week, so hopefully that tides you over. And in the meantime, thanks for tuning in. Catch us on the after show. It's coming up. You've just heard Sex and Science Hour. Game over. Play again next week. That was fast. It's wow! The, it's Did we after- talk through the whole music? Yeah, but we're gonna we're gonna fix it in post. All right, post. we're gonna do the magic. We are editing. gonna fix it in post. Okay. So, oh so, boy, I you know this is gonna be no bullshit on this after show. This is gonna be a quick, hard and fast after show. Ten minutes, no more. 
And uh, we're just going to say what people got on stuff.sexandsciencehour.com. Now, update on the international Amazon stuff. I have not yet made the Germany link. So apologies to the listener from last week, but I haven't forgotten about it. I will do that eventually. And I'll do some other ones, too, because I know we have Mexican and Canadian and... Uh, no, 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 no. Don't do okay, that. Sorry. Do not. Um, right, just shut up. <laughs> um <laughs> We have Mexican and Canadian and German and Japanese and, well, yeah, I know we, we may have Japanese listeners. Um, but there are other Amazons of the world, and why should we miss out on those and just get the stupid Americans? That's right. Um, <laughs> That's great. <laughs> what, that I called them? Stupid Americans. <laughs> I, I what, appreciate that. What was that. the thing we were... We're in, like, rare form tonight. I'm yeah. just not giving a shit about anything nope. that comes out of my mouth today. It's the uncensored version. Usually I have way more tact, but I've just run out of it at 2 a.m. 2.42 yeah. a.m. It's it's before midnight Pacific time, okay? What All do you right, want we're, we're still there. We're, we're still good. <laughs> Are what, we on in Guam? What, what were we saying the other day where... What were we saying about... Um, Get to the point, Mahalo. Sorry. Boom, chicka boom, chicka boom. Stop it, you're distracting me. <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck that's from. Um This well, is why I went to sleep to movies. <laughs> where where every stupid Yeah, it worked. You memorized them. Yeah. Where every stupid American is gonna say something. Like we saw something and we were like, oh, every dumbass American who sees this is gonna think. Oh, oh, last week, the bank of Mitsubishi. Oh, yeah, yeah, And I said, like, every fucking American person who sees this is going to be like, it's a car company. What's Coinbase doing with a car Yeah. And believe me, I said that when I first heard it, too. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm included in that group. Anyway, Uh, no bullshit on this after show, even though we've been bullshitting a lot. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) What did people buy in the last week? Let's see. Well, you know, real quick, I just want to say, if you want to be a schlub, like, I meant no offense. You, if you, I am all about, freedom is all about choice. I mean, I mean, somebody will find you attractive, I think, no matter what. Like, sure. no matter what qualities you have, no matter what you look like, no matter what your personality traits are, somebody's into it. Somebody's yes. going to like you, okay? Yeah. So, and... Yes, some people will fetishize you, and that's different than liking you for who you are. Yeah. But, I I mean, I really do believe that everybody has some kind of attractive qualities. Absolutely. Not that that I'm saying, like, there's someone out there for everyone. I don't necessarily believe that, but... Well, you know, like Nellie said, sometimes pimp juice is straight intellect, you know? Right. I don't even know what to say to that. That's right. But anyway, um, (laughs) quoting Nellie... Yeah. Well, all right. I'll, I'll do a better quote. Look, if you want to find love, you, or, you know, if you want to improve your lot in life and all of this, just like you solve any other problem in life, you do what Michael Jackson said and you start with the man in the mirror. Oh, I love that. Great. Bravo. Yeah. Bravo. That was That awesome. is the solution for everything. Yep. You got to start with the man in the mirror. Yeah. And uh, if you look in the mirror and you're peacocking and you're negging yourself, then maybe better try again yeah (laughs) all right so what do we got okay so uh we have too many items to do in 10 minutes so i'm just gonna start from the top and start going all right and by the way you can shop at stuff.sexandsciencehour.com you can send us a donation like our gracious listener who did last week thank you so much to the listener who donated to us last week we really appreciate it i woke up on saturday morning to a nice email that that had a paypal donation to sex and science hour and we it just 
made our day. We were so pumped. Thank yeah. you so much. You can send us PayPal donations through our website, sexandsciencehour.com, if you're so inclined. Yep. We appreciate every donation we get, and we appreciate everyone who shops through our Amazon link. Stuff.sexandsciencehour.com. Indeed. I think we got a little Bitcoin tip the other week, too. Yeah, and so I just want to say the same person that donated to Sex and Science Hour also made uh, gracious donations to Sovereign Tech. Yep. And I very much appreciate that as well. Right. So, anyway. Yes. Yay. I, should we say his name? I mean, no. I, sometimes people want to be anonymous, but I will also want to give him credit. So I don't know. I yeah. mean, well, you know who you are. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. You know exactly <laughs> who you are. Anyway. Okay. So somebody got some socks, Stance men's weaver socks. They look like nice thick wool socks and they have this like banded stripey pattern. Um, that looks pretty cool. And they were like, you know, substantial socks. They were $13.95. So, you know, you're not fucking around when you're spending $14 on your socks. No, absolutely. Um, we got three audible, audible audiobooks, and they're all about like stock trading stuff. Ooh. We had Market Wizards, The End of Average, and The New Market Wizards. Wow. Going to be dealing with the quants. What's a quant? A quant is a uh, kind of a, a market wizard or a market genius. Mm -hmm. These people they call quants. They just they they crunch numbers and pay attention to a whole ton of stuff. I've known oh, a like couple in my life. or something. Yeah. Okay, I call them quants. Uh, you don't call them bean people. counters. I like the I like that phrase. Yeah, it's bean more of a Hollywood counters. thing. I mean, it sounds a little bit like bean flickers and yeah, yeah. Harry Potter, magical places and characters coloring book. Yeah, got me. Never we got made into Harry 65 Potter. 65 cents on Harry Potter's coloring book. Thank you very much. The official Game of Thrones coloring book, an adult coloring book. Oh, Brian, you'll love this. Wow, we're you going love downhill Game fast. Of Thrones, don't yeah. you? Oh, I love Game Actually, of Thrones. Actually, Brian hates Game of Thrones. <laughs> why? Now tell me, why do, you, all over the why do you hate Game of Thrones, Brian? Uh, Okay, so the production values are very good. Uh, a lot gonna, of the, we're going to be pissing people off left and right. Well, every pickup artist and every Game of Thrones. Yeah fan yeah so the production values are very good a lot of the actors and actresses in it are fantastic lena mm -hmm. hetty i mean I, she's amazing sarah connor chronicles all the way uh so you know there's there's like nothing as far as production wise that there's anything wrong with it and i really do appreciate that it has broke ground on the fact that you can spend a ton of money and you can make a show look really really cinematic and it can do very well on television i appreciate that it's done all of that um, but as far as like the story and like the fact that it has sex and all that stuff, honestly, it's all incredibly tame. It pales in comparison to so many other shows. It, it's like, it's not even, it doesn't even kiss Spartacus. Okay. Like Spartacus blood and sand is just shy of being the greatest show in history. And I know you, I Stephanie. love Spartacus. I I'm neutral on game of Thrones. I've never seen it. You wouldn't, and you wouldn't be able been, to handle it. Never Okay. Like I, I'm, I'm just saying because like it's, it's very. Well, that sounds like a challenge. I mean, no, no, no. But you wouldn't accept this challenge because like the show, <laughs> the, the show is very slow at first. Like it looks great, mm -hmm. but that's not enough. I think anymore for a show. Like, like it is very, it is very slow, and and I feel like I kind of know you if it doesn't hook you inside of five minutes. Something's going on. Yeah. You, you're, you're not gonna. You're like. Like that, that's another thing that's happening in TV and I like this, but not everybody's up for it, you know, to where you might not get a payoff on a show until the very last episode. You know what I mean? And yeah, it's true. You might not. And I, and I, 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 I don't mind that. I like taking the time, but anyway. 
So, all right. Let's move on. Yeah. Okay. We're going to have to wrap it up, but there's so much more. We'll have to save it for uh, next week's show. Well, we got in some good stuff. What I will say is the last thing that I want to highlight that somebody bought was a set of butt plugs. (laughs) A set of a four piece set. So there's, there's a bunch of different kinds. They're purple. They're soft. They're silicone and they're anal butt plugs, anal sex toys for men and women going out with a bang. And they got Astroglide. I don't know if this is the same person, but (laughs) Astroglide and Trojan simulations, Trojan stimulations, ecstasy, ultra smooth lubricant. Stay safe out there. 10 count. So they're, they're, They're ready planning to go. on a fun evening. Have fun. Stay safe out there. We'll see you next time, and we'll do the rest of our stuff next time. Meantime, stuff.sexandsciencehour.com. Thanks for listening. Good night. Good night.